In-Game Advertising by Aaliyah Whiteley. The UK's fastest selling video game of all time, at least up to this moment, is 2013's Grand Theft Auto V. 1.57 million copies of the game were sold in the first 24 hours, generating £65 million. For some perspective on that, Skyfall, James Bond's latest outing, is the highest grossing film in the UK. On its opening weekend, it took an enormous amount of money, smashing the all-time Saturday cinema attendance record to make £20.1 million. With those kinds of figures, you might be forgiven for thinking video games are the future of the entertainment industry. And yet it's easier to picture the connection between advertising and Skyfall than it is to accurately describe how brands work with video games. Skyfall marks the first time that you'll see James Bond drink a branded beer. We're already very comfortable with the idea that he'll drive a certain type of car and wear a certain type of watch. The Grand Theft Auto games have a much more complex relationship with product placement. The GTA universe has its own TV and radio stations, its own billboards and its own products, all of them parodying well-known brands. Thus, a social networking site becomes Life Invader, and a popular carbonated beverage is known as Sprunk. This sardonic look at advertising provides part of the game's huge appeal. To use real product placement would be of detriment to the tone of the world it creates. Plus, GTA V is not without controversy. There is also the question of whether brands would willingly affiliate themselves to that experience. That's not to say that all video games are hostile to in-game advertising. Just as you wouldn't try to push your brand of chainsaw in a horror movie, you might find that while GTA's world is not for your soft drink, another type of game might provide a less sarcastic environment. Trying to make a realistic experience is key here. Modern sports are dominated by advertising, and so too are sports simulation games. In fact, the more brands that take part, the better, from the football clubs themselves to the brands that adorn the strips and the stadium advertising. There's even a ladder of desirability. Some games offer you different brands that might enhance your image if you win matches. Look at FIFA 2014. It recreates the world of professional football right down to the boots. There are 95 authentic boots in the game, and you unlock different brands by climbing the leagues. Players have been known to make videos of their boot collections. Or take a game in which gamers play soldiers trying to take and hold a military target, such as a key building in a city. What kind of city would it be without billboards, recognisable cars, mobile phones and the accoutrements of modern life? Game players are expecting to see advertisements in these arenas. Advertising has become part of our daily existence. In any game that's trying to emulate aspects of reality, not having any billboards or adverts at all would be obviously fake. There is plenty of opportunity to get involved with in-game advertising in two forms, static and dynamic. Static adverts work much like product placement in films. Once it's there, it's there. A brand of beer may decide to change its look at a later date, but Skyfall will forever capture it at that moment, and your brand will forever look a certain way in your chosen video game. This can be problematic. Development from the programming stage can take many years. But it does offer the chance for a brand 
to be fully integrated into a game, instead of simply appearing on billboards that players pass by. It's worth bearing in mind that making an advertisement a large part of the gaming experience does bring risks. In 2013, Maxis, part of Electronic Arts, released a Nissan Leaf charging station for its city-building game SimCity to negative press and customer feedback. The general consensus was that such an obvious attempt to advertise within the SimCity world could open the floodgates for other brands, overrunning the gaming experience. Dynamic in-game advertising offers a much more immediate and controllable experience for brands. It relies on a good internet connection, which is pretty much the norm anyway in video gaming nowadays, to place adverts within the game using an ad server. Using the internet connection allows the advertiser to target that much more effectively, by time and location for instance, and the advert can be altered as and when required. In November 2013, Rapid Fire, an in-game advertising network, delivered dynamic in-game advertising for Paramount Home Entertainment to promote one of their television shows. Billboards showing the DVD release date for the latest series ran across six video game titles for two weeks and was geo-targeted at the Australian market. Although it offers less opportunity to really involve your brand within the structure of the game, such as signing up your mark to be used throughout a driving game like Gran Turismo, where desirable cars are won through racing and added to a player's virtual garage, dynamic advertising is open to manipulation in a way that static advertising doesn't offer. It's interesting to note that dynamic advertising is used in surprising arenas. The 2008 Obama presidency campaign teamed up with EA Sports to run adverts during their games in contested states. The teaming up of brands to video games can, then, be a highly profitable business all round if it's handled well. To return to the Gran Turismo game series, published by Sony Computer Entertainment, it's not just the players who benefit from being able to win or purchase some of the great car marks for their garages. Gran Turismo has become a huge part of both the motor racing and the gaming communities and combines them in exciting ways, using its status as the highest-selling video game franchise for the PlayStation. It sponsors a number of real-life racing events and teams, including Peugeot and Aston Martin Rapid S, and has joined forces with Nissan to set up the GT Academy, an annual worldwide competition in which gamers compete in virtual and real races in order to win a chance to become a professional racing driver. GT Academy started in 2008 and is a hugely powerful success story. In January, January 2014, a GT Academy winner claimed first place in the Dubai 24-hour race. Nissan, Sony, the players and the world of motor racing all benefit. Motor racing has traditionally been seen as a sport only open to those with enough money to get into the game. By creating a new route into a real experience for the customers who enjoy the virtual one, GT and Nissan win real respect. GT doesn't feed off the motor racing business. It is fast becoming a key part of the future of the motor racing business. There is an alternative to building your brand into a game. Why not build a game around your brand? Adver games have been around since the days of the floppy disk, 
and Coca-Cola and Samsung were amongst the first companies to produce them and distribute them for free, using them to promote and illustrate their brand values. They strike a difficult balance between promotion, brand awareness and good gameplay, but when they get it right they can be spectacularly successful. The 2008 book Changing the Game, How Video Games Are Transforming the Future of Business, by David Edgery and Ethan Mollick, describes how Burger King created three advert games in late 2006 for the Xbox and Xbox 360 using Blitz games. Their CEO, Philip Oliver, described the project as striving first and foremost to entertain, saying... Burger King wanted nothing more than to provide players with a great deal of fun and a lot of laughs. It certainly worked. During the quarter in which the games were released, Burger King reported a 40% increase in profits. Adver games nowadays utilise social media effectively and can easily be educational or political in tone as well as commercial. Take Food Force, a game created by the United Nations World Food Programme, to educate people on how to combat global problems of famine. Originally launched in 2005 and free to download, the game was relaunched in 2011 in partnership with Konami, this time through Facebook. Credits could be used to buy in-game power-ups, with the proceeds going to the World Food Programme School Meal Initiative. It seems advert games can be a good method to draw attention to your brand or cause, just remember not to lose the fun factor along the way. So what kind of consumer are you targeting when you sign up for in-game advertising? Traditional wisdom states that you're talking to lone 15 to 34 year old males and that you'll have their undivided attention as they interact with the screen that much more fully. Studies have tended to concentrate on this demographic and found a willing market. Continental Research's 2009 study interviewed 500 male gamers within that age bracket and found average ad recall to be 54%. James Myring, director of media at Continental Research, said brands that are advertising to gamers are reaching affluent, brand-literate young men. But maybe it's time to reassess that image. For a start, the Entertainment Software Association's 2012 Sales, Demographic and Usage Data report showed that 47% of game players and 48% of game buyers are women. Also, a majority of gamers play with friends and family. Internet connectivity has changed in-game advertising and may also be changing the gaming community, offering a much more social experience. Perhaps it's time to re-evaluate who we're talking to when we picture the video gaming community. Brands may feel more comfortable with the traditional world of cinematic product placement, but looking at the sales figures suggests that it's time we all got in on the video game.